What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Saturday, February 2nd, 2013. You guys are listening to episode number 97, everybody, and um, got a cool episode for you guys today. As you can tell, I have a little more, a little more pep in my step because I'm doing this one earlier in the day as opposed to um, last week's show where I was just... I was just on the ropes trying to, you know, trying to get the decision. Um, so, anyway, got a good show. It is a freezing cold day here in uh, New York, and the temperature is dropping at night. It's been nuts, but um, I love it. So, cold, gloomy, all that stuff. You guys know that I like that. Um, and I'd like to say, you guys know that the uh, podcast is sponsored by Butterfly Radio, and I actually finally got my iPhone fixed where I have the app myself now. So if you get a message from me on Butterfly Radio, I will not just talk about it on the podcast here, um, or I don't even need to talk about it on the podcast now. I can actually talk directly to you and send you a personal message back. So please, um, Butterfly Radio, download the app. It is so cool. They added a ton more podcasts to it. Um, A lot of your favorite comics are on there. So download the free app. Send me a message, an audio message, and I'll send you one right back. You could download the app for free on um, your iPhone. Also, if you want your own podcast, you can register on ButterflyRadio.com and register and you'll get your um, your own show on there. So please check it out. It's an awesome service. I actually was really excited. I was performing in New York last night. I had to do some things to my phone in order to get it, but I got it. And um, me and comedian Joe Matarese, he, he helped me out putting it on there and it's awesome. I actually sent a post my first post on there. So if you go to Butterfly Radio and you click on the Verzi effect, uh, you could see the uh, messages and all the posts. But I really want to get way more involved with actually doing it like that instead of just talking about it on the show. And now I have the capability of doing so. So please check that out. Okay, this episode, a lot of things to talk about, guys. I've been running around like a madman. I've been, you know, just doing a ton of shows and showcases and, you know... Sometimes comedians get what we call, you know, writer's block. And for me, you know, I've mentioned it it just comes and you're like, man, you know, you're doing, you know, so many different places want to see a lot of the current material you're doing. Certain showcases they want you to do. Hey, man, you know, do this. Or, you know, this one showcase, hey, be clean. This next one, don't be clean. This one, talk about your family. This one, don't talk about your family. All kinds of crazy shit that different networks or different industry people want to see. And what I don't like about that is when you're doing that, you know, you have to work, you work that material out. Now me, I am stubborn and I want to get better and better. And I always like to throw new stuff out there. So sometimes if I go down to the city to work stuff out on stage, I'm like, man, I'm not sticking to what I know is going to work. Even if I am running it for like an audition, I have to throw something new in there. So I was doing that, but it was hard because I had the writer's block for a little bit. And I'm like, man, finally, like I said, the floodgates opened up and I got a nice new batch of material and I feel like really happy with it. I feel like, you know, just, I don't know, you're like, finally, you know, like everything. I'm finding the funny in everything right now and I'm excited. So uh, hopefully, you know, I can get some really nice, you know, 
just some really nice jokes out of this this new batch and you know it's 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 and advice I'd give to any comedians out there if you feel like you're in writer's block don't try so hard to think of a joke just kind of just kind of like just let it come to you and and it eventually will you know and and don't say oh man what should I talk about just kind of you know, you'll find it. Just kind of, you know, think less, actually. Think less, and then you'll get, you know, less is more. It's so true. So that's what's been going on. But I had a big showcase in front of a, a big network the other night, and I got to tell you, I'm really happy with what happened. And it's one of those things where when you do that, you feel like I've done all I could do. It's out of my hands. Like, I want them to have the hard time or the excuse to say what they need to say. You know, what do they need to say to me now? You know, because I did what I needed to do, and it's nice to feel that way, to get in front of people from television networks and do a great job and then just leave it on, you know, leave it to them. So uh, that's what I've been doing. been running around the city. I'd like to thank all the comedy clubs for, for, you know, all the comedy clubs that I've been working at. You guys know who you are. The Stand um, Comedy Club and Restaurant, the new club, my home club, also Stand Up New York and, you know, and Gotham and all these different places, Levity Live and just... Any place that put me on stage, you know who you are. I really appreciate it. And, you know, without you, I can't get better. So I really get that and I understand it. And it's uh, it's cool to be able to go in and work stuff out. So that's kind of what I've been doing. It's been exhausting. And now I'm able to just, I'm, I'm done with showcases for a while. I got one more showcase in a, in a month. And for you people that don't know, a showcase is basically like an audition spot in front of a network or in front of a, you know, a, a comedy festival or, or something. They'll, they'll put you in a situation, obviously, which can really help you. And, you know, you have to put together your best for like six or seven minutes. And, you know, there was a bunch of them all crammed up in one. And that that's what the hell was going on. So that's done. And... Um, that's it. That's the podcast. So thanks for listening to 97. And no. Also, speaking of podcasts, I did, if you guys are familiar with um, Dan St. Germain and Sean Donnelly's podcast, My Dumb Friends, I had a hilarious episode on that. Got amazing feedback. I told the story about when I got naked in the hospital in the emergency room when I was drunk. And, uh, you know, I was running down the hallways and I pulled my pants down and stuff and I got arrested. So that's a great story that you guys can hear on that. It was also a really funny, funny podcast. And I'm sure you guys know um, Robert Kelly's podcast. You know what, dude? I was on that podcast and had a great time. And that one's getting some great reviews, too. So, um, yeah, I'm out there in the podcast world right now on a couple of good ones. So please check it out. But first, of course, you know to check out the Verzi Effect podcast. Because let's be honest, people, this podcast is the shit, all right? I'm giving you inside shit in the business. I'm giving you funny stories. What else do you want from me? I'm honest with you fucking people. And will some of you people please go to Butterfly Radio and talk to me? I want to talk to my personal... I Serious, I want to talk to my personal... Like my 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 fans, I want to personally like send you a message and say you know say thank you and, and talk to you. So send me something. And if you already sent me something, man, just get back at me. Send me another one, and I'll get right back to you now. This way, I could you know respond to it the way that uh, the way that I, I wanted to. Um, you know, so let's do that. Unfortunately, guys, no movies, no movies. I tried, I tried, I know. I, I wanted to go. I couldn't go. 
I didn't. I'm getting out of the clubs at like midnight. I can't go run and see a midnight movie. Then I wanted to see the DVD um, or the new release on DVD, Seven Psychopaths. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anything about it. But I wanted to see it because I'm hearing great things. Oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. So I went on demand to get it the other night, and it's not on demand yet. So I actually have to go and get the thing out of one of those boxes at the supermarket. So I got to stand in line at the fucking supermarket, you know, in behind somebody who's got a cake in their hand and a fucking loaf of bread while they're typing in, figuring out what movie they're gonna get, only to get in front of the fucking thing. And then what happens when you get in front of it? It's usually sold out because the good movies on those stupid red box things or whatever are always out you know they're always like oh it's a dollar it's only a dollar yeah, it's a dollar but you never fucking get it it's a dollar when the movie's 18 months old because everybody already has it because they're lined up with a fucking turkey in their hand it's just i kind of miss blockbuster i'm not gonna lie to you i miss blockbuster because blockbuster video was like therapeutic you walk around the place you know you buy over expensive candy but it just feels good you could look on the walls and see what's out I, there's something about that that i miss you know, now we're just fat and lazy, so everything's got to be all digital. Like, there's no hard work in anything. There's no hard work in anything anymore. There's no hard... Oh, shit, I just remembered something. Thank God. I was killing myself yesterday on the drive down to the city. I was driving down to the city yesterday. And, um... Uh, hold on, I have to write this. So, uh... Uh, in anything... Okay. So... I'm driving down to New York City yesterday to do two shows. I was on the 8 o'clock and the 10 o'clock shows uh, at the stand. And I'm driving down and I thought of two funny things. It's like, oh man, one is really, that, that's really funny and this is, this is funny. And I get to the stand and I'm like, I'm going to do that one on stage. What was the other one? And I forgot it. And I'm driving myself crazy. And you know the way people, it's almost annoying the way people try. No, you'll figure it out. You'll find it. You'll get it back. And I didn't. And just now talking about this, I did. Perfect. I got it back. I'm happy. Nice. And I just, the oh, that's good. That's really good. So um, anyway, there's no hard work in anything anymore. You know, I, I'm just, I have to actually put this on the new bits list because I have a new bits list. But uh all right. All right. Sorry. I should have put it on pause, but fuck it. You guys got to see that process. That was pretty cool. All right. It's no hard work in anything anymore. You used to have to see a movie that you wanted to see. You used to have to go out and get it, find it, go to Blockbuster. If it wasn't there, you'd have to go to, you know, you remember like the fake Blockbuster, like the home, like the mom and pop Blockbuster where they would have like it be in the back of a deli or something like that. You know, you'd have to go and you'd find it, you'd get it, and you'd be psyched and you'd come home and watch it and you had a couple of days to return it. And if you didn't, you got punished for it financially. That's what it should be. I mean, I know Netflix is great. You could sit on your fat ass, but that's why we're obese. That's why you know, nobody does anything anymore. Really lethargic. There's no energy anymore. And I'm not saying that to sound like an old guy or anything, but remember, you were thin. You ran outside. You played with your friends. You came in for dinner. You went back outside with your friends. You did all that shit. You know, I'm not old. You know, I'm, I'm in my early 30s, but I'm saying it's bullshit. You know, you used to have to go. You had to work to get pussy, remember? You had to work to get laid. You had to fucking go out. Your friends would have to drag you out. You had to put on something nice. You put on your like, you know, your cool water, your cool water cologne, and you do all that stuff. And you'd wait online at a club. You weren't waiting online at a club to, 
you know, go in and drink and listen to music. You waited online at a club because you thought you were going to go in there and start dancing with a girl, hook up with her, and there'd be a chance you'd end up getting a girlfriend or getting laid. That's what you did. That was the hard way. You worked for the pussy. That's what you did. You worked for it. And then when you got it, it was like, you know, you put in a day's work and you got what you needed to get. It was like you went out for the hunt. You got the kill. You know, and you chopped up the meat and you ate your dinner. Now what is it? Now it's just... Eh, let me go to Christian Mingle. The funniest one is Black People Meat. I think that's fucking... I want to put my profile on blackpeoplemeat.com just to fucking confuse people because I just find that so stupid. Black People Meat, the Jewish one. like I, Everything is dividing everybody, right? From politics down to getting laid. Like everything is just... How about just people meeting people, you know? Some guy wants a fucking Arab chick. Let him do it. Let him just go out, you know? What do you got to do? Fucking MuslimConnection.com or whatever the fuck it is. Stupid. Oh, I'm in rare form today, guys. I know you could feel it. I know you're on your treadmills and you're in your cars. I hope so because I feel it. I feel this is going to be a good one, man. This is going to be a good one. I just, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I got I got an unacceptable for the week. But let's keep going on this thought. Let's keep going on this. You don't have to work for anything anymore. Anything. It started with the microwave, I think. That was the first thing where it was like, all right, look, you don't have to even work for this shit. Just buy a frozen one, throw it in this box, hit a button, and it's done. Started with the microwave. Instant popcorn and shit. Used to have to put the kernels in the thing, and it would pop up. Now, so, but fine, I like that. I like the microwave. I'm not going to hate on the microwave. It was a good invention. And I don't want to hate on the computer. And I don't want to hate on you if you... Date somebody now because you met him online. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying you don't have to. It's everything is just access is too easy. Like, I don't want my kids to do that. I don't want my kids to be some fat fuck rolling around on a couch just trying to, you know, put on Netflix or play video games and stuff. Like, you could do that, but you got to go out there. That's why I like that NFL Play 60. I know it seems corny, but you should. You should go outside and run around for a little while. Got to be active. Now they got sites to get laid. It's just like, it's like, yeah, no, I don't want to date you, but I just want to have sex with you. So if it works out schedule-wise, you're going to have sex. Like, if you can't get laid today, man, it's you. Like, there's something wrong with you. But didn't you like the challenge? I had a challenge with my wife, man. I told my wife. My wife was just, da- my wife was just friends with me for a while. And I was like, all right, man, fuck this, you know. I got to, I got to turn this up. And like, you know, he worked for it. Then I flipped it on this chick. And that was it. <laughs> and that was it. I, You know, I flipped it on her and she was like, man, I really like this dude. Of course you do. Because I did the right thing. I worked for it. I showed you who I was. These guys don't do that now. I know this is a crazy thing and it all stemmed from, you know, it all stemmed from, you know, the movie. But. I haven't seen a movie. I haven't seen a movie, and now I'm going to have to do it the right way. I'm going to have to go and find this damn thing, which means I'm going to have to travel to every supermarket because it, always the new releases on those boxes sell out. But please don't talk to me about um, Seven Psychopaths or don't give anything away. You could tell me if you liked it or not, but don't be like, oh, you know. Well, the nice thing is I have to approve every Butterfly Radio uh, entry. 
So if you guys call up and start trashing me or something on my show, I don't have to put it up there. But you wouldn't do that. Because you want to know why? Because it shows the, the shit. That's why. All right. What else is going on here? My son... My son is um, getting really kind of like not aggressive with my daughter, but he wants to play with her so bad and he doesn't realize that she's nine months old. So she could like laugh and stand up kind of and stuff. But he thinks so he'll like the other day I just saw him and he was like pulling on her. And I was like, I was like, no, you can't do that, buddy. You can't do that. I got real scared. The other day he was like jumping on her, literally like his feet were like jumping on her stomach and she's laughing and I freaked out, man freaked out on him you ever have like if you have two kids like is that normal and he's like the greatest little boy so i'm just like you can't like you can't jump on your sister like that he's like she likes it she's laughing and i'm like yeah but she doesn't know that she has organs inside of her stomach that like shouldn't be pounced on by a four-year-old when she's this small i couldn't believe it i was just sitting on the couch and you know i just look over and he's just like jumping on her it freaked me out and i screamed at him not screamed at him but i yelled and like i kind of you know, and then he was like, you scared her, and I was like, no, I didn't, I, I just, I scared you, because I told, I yelled at you for something you shouldn't do, because I'm not one of these guys, and you guys, I don't know your philosophy, but um, even if my son doesn't listen, I don't hit my son, it's just not something I do, I don't hit my kids, I'm not, hitting my kids is not something in the plans for me, you know, Unless I absolutely feel like I have to, I don't think I will ever, ever put my hands on my children. You know, my wife's a different style. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Relax. <laughs> relax, you nut jobs. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I'm not big on putting my hands, you know, on, on my children. It's not something that I really, you know, think is, is beneficial. I never understood that. Like, I feel like certain times, yes, and I've seen kids that needed to be smacked, but my kids have never given me, my son especially, you know, and he gets, you know, he gets testy now. He's never given me the feeling of like, man, if I really smacked him or spanked him right now, it would get the message across. He's never given me that. It's not something that I really want to do. I never understood that like hitting and then making them cry and resent and fear you being something that's a good thing. I, I don't that that doesn't make any sense to me you know having somebody that loves you more than anything and something that you love more than anything there's a lot more effective ways to now don't get me wrong some people get need to get the shit kicked out of them i understand that as you guys know around christmas time i had a situation you know where i had i had to hit somebody and it was no choice you know it was no choice and i think that a good ass kicking here and there is definitely healthy and something that people need. But for my child to be spanked or hit by me would have to be something that he or she did that was the only message that you could get across would be to, to do that. Because what you basically do is inflict pain on them, and I don't want to do that. So I think, you know, taking things away is a really good thing. You know, like my son fucking, like Lightning McQueen to my son is like, you know, he's like God, dude. Like Lightning McQueen and cars and that shit. Like if I took away like his Lightning McQueen and his like Mater, he would lose his sh Like it would be, it would be devastating. Like if I just took, like sometimes I get really mad 
and like I, I envision like taking his Lightning McQueen and throwing it over a bridge and watching him watch it go over the bridge and like fall in the water and then just look at him and be like, well, what happened now? Look what happened to Lightning McQueen now. Look what you did to Lightning McQueen. You did this. You did just watch him just fucking fall apart. I, there, I, 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 I'm, I wouldn't do that, but it's a fun vision to have when you're really mad. But I think that hitting just makes them like, oh my God, like, you know, I don't, you never want to lift your arms or anything and have like your kid flinch or run away or be scared. So I don't do that. So I just told him, I said, you got to stop pulling on your sister. You got to stop jumping on her. I know you want to play with her. You know, it makes me wish like, man, I should have another kid. Should I have another boy? Like I could control it. No, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So hopefully this thing goes away. He's been better with it lately, and he knows we get upset. My, I told my wife, my wife freaked. My wife is hilarious. My wife doesn't play, man. My wife does not fuck around. Like my wife is a my wife is a sweetheart, but my wife is a tough woman, man. My wife is one of these people that like if she tells you something and you don't do it, she'll tell you again. And if she tells you like my wife will bring him right upstairs like with the quickness and take his toys away. She's a great mom, but she doesn't fuck around. Like I get scared. I'm like shit. I'm like, mom's coming, dude. You better. I think we both better hide. <laughs> ah, Verzi Effect Podcast, episode 97. Not even halfway through. Hope you're enjoying it. What else are we going to talk about? I'll tell you what else we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about stupid shit you've done in your life. I'm going to bring you people back during this episode. Okay, because, and this is actually a sad thing, and it's something that I didn't want to think about, but when I think about it, it does make me sad, and I wish I could just go back in a time machine for a second and change one thing and come back. And I was thinking about when I was younger, not super young, but, you know, high school, end of high school, college, and, you know, because I really didn't get my shit together till I was probably about 24, and I think comedy kind of changed me. Um, maybe saved me in a way, but definitely changed me. I started doing stand-up at 21 years old, and by the time I was 24 years old and I was really taking it really seriously, you know, my first few years as a comic, people always ask, how long have you been doing it? I mean, the first time I picked up a microphone was an open mic in Woodstock, New York in 1999, but then I was doing a show maybe once a month, you know, like you're not getting up a lot, so, you know, New York City, you had to bring people to get on stage, you do five minutes, I don't know if I could count my first few years, so, yeah, total going on 13 years, but really going at it hard, probably from like 03, 04, like as a, you know, to really, really go. So, you know, I consider myself maybe like a 10, 11 year guy, first couple years dabbling in it. But the first time I did pick up a microphone was in 1999. And I didn't get my shit together as a human being until I was probably about 24 years old when I just really was like, okay, I started to get it. I was making some money selling stuff. You know, I was, I was just, I was responsible and I, knew what I wanted to do. Thank God I knew what I wanted to do at a very young age. And here I am uh, over 10 years later. And that that's exactly, you know, what happened. And I'm very thankful for that. But I was thinking of shit that I did. And I did some really bad shit, man. You know, I did some shit that I'm really not proud of. And, 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 and you know, it's come back too. It's come back. Like one thing that I'm really not proud of and I really hate to, to, to disappoint you people on the show here, but... Um, 
I'm just going to tell you because it was something that I was thinking about and I felt like a real piece of shit about it. And I was like, man, what was I doing? Like, I wish I could go, I wish I could go back. Why would I do something like that? Like, what was wrong with me? But me and a couple of my buddies, man, we were just, you know, hoodlums or wannabe hoodlums or whatever we were doing. And I shouldn't even been with some of these guys. But like, we would literally at college, like we would break into people's cars, man. Like, as fucked up as that sounds. Like, I, I remember, like, at night, we would go, and we would call it creeping. We're going to go creeping. And, you know, we would we would just, I mean, we didn't do, like, a lot. We would just, like, open the door and, like, look in, and if there was something cool, like a seat. But, like, it was fucking stealing. It was, it was, it was absolutely fucking horrific, and, and it's something that I'm not proud of, and, and something really stupid. And... You would go and do something, and we didn't do it often. We did. I don't know why we did it. If we thought we were being cool, like we were like the guys from like like we were so far upstate New York, and we were like the guys from, you know, closer to New York City, and people thought that even though we were like in a suburb of New York City, they were like, oh my god, you know, did you guys, you know, dodge bullets going to school? And we were like, no, we were in the suburbs. But like they looked at us like we were like lived in Times Square, and we had or you know we were right in the city, and you know I don't know if that's if we fed off of that, but we were like, you know, we, I don't know what it was. We listened to hip hop music and shit, but we would literally go around and I'm talking about like good students, good kids. We would just go around and we would like look in cars for shit and it bothers me, man. It bothers me and it makes me feel like if my son ever did some shit like that, you know, that would make me want to fucking hit. I would be like, are you out of your, what What are you doing? Like, I look back, if I was my parents and I knew what I did, I would be heartbroken with some of the things. Now, I want to say this. I was always respectful to my, to my elders. I was always respectful to my mother. You know, I was always respectful. I live with my mother, you know, I, I didn't live with my dad. So, you know, you know, when I visited my dad, I was respectful, you know, respectful to my dad. Uh, my mom will tell you, even when I was getting in trouble, even when I got arrested for shit, I was always respectful. I was always nice to my elders. I was always a good kid. But I just did stupid shit sometimes. Immature, stupid shit. And I remember one time I walked out of my house when I lived in Queens. And this is when I had my act together. And I, um, I walked out and I had a... a Toyota Tricell. I went to a casino and I hit a $2,000 uh, one hand on three card poker. I got Jack King Ace. I, th I think I might have mentioned this before on the show, but I got Jack King Ace of spades and it paid 40 to 1 and I had 50 bucks on it. I won two grand. And I gave 100 bucks to my friend who was sitting next to me just because he was sitting next to me in that moment. And I gave 100 bucks to my buddy who drove us. And I took 100 bucks to the roulette table. And uh, after I lost 100 bucks from roulette, I had 1700 left. And we had just really pretty much gotten there. We were only there for like an hour. And I remember that I um, I just cashed it in and I bought a Toyota to sell. And it lasted me a really long time. It was one of the smartest things. I got a car from going to a casino. And I lived in Queens and I had this car. It was a stick shift and everything. And I walked outside and I saw my window smashed. And I think some crackhead just went. And they left like all my CDs, but they just took the change. I had a bunch of change. And they cracked the window and they took the change. And I thought about it later and I was like, you know what? That's karma, man. That's karma. I deserved every bit of that. And then I had to pay a lot of money to get a new window and all that. So the whole thing cost me money. And I just thought about what I did. And I'm like, you know, some people don't believe what goes around comes around. I do. I do. Like, I did stupid shit. You know? 
and 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 you know even petty stealing even 10 15 bucks oh you stole 220s or or you did something like anything like that even though it, it's not a lot of money it, it's a fucking bullshit thing to do and it, it bothered me and i was in my car and i don't know if it's because i have kids now or or and i'm sure you guys are probably going through your head about some things that you did but i'm just kind of coming clean with it because i don't have much but the few things that i do bother me like i didn't do a lot of bad things you know, I probably did a lot more good things in my life than I did bad, but the few things I did bad are starting to bother me. You know, I'm in my early 30s. I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? And if my son or daughter did that, I would be fucking devastated. You know, and it's it's just something that I think when you start to like look at life and you want to you want to see you want your kids, I guess, to be a model citizen or good person and the scary and sad thing about this is i feel like sometimes you have to go through stupid shit in order to not i mean maybe not all the time because my wife never got a ticket my wife was like my wife was always her teacher's favorite student she never got in trouble she never been pulled over i don't think like she's one of those i know it's almost annoying and, and she's she's great man she's a great kid she's smart she's great she's a great girl um and she you know she just knew but me, I had to go through stupid shit. I had to do stupid shit. I'm not talking about like I got arrested for like public urination because I was drunk. I'm not even that's that doesn't even make me that mad. And getting naked in a hospital, even though that's crazy, like that's almost funny to me. But just shit like you know, like you know, stealing and breaking into someone's house and just being and doing that is is just a really like selfish, dumb, fucking you know. I don't know if we just wanted to be tough. I don't know what we were doing, but it was it, it bothers me, and I think. I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Should I tell my son about this when he gets of age? When he's 11, 12 years old, should I just say, look, you know, I did this, I did that. I don't know what the right thing to do is. That's a great thing. If you have any stories about this, please go to Butterfly Radio. If you're a diehard listener of this fan and you have an uh, iPhone and you don't go to Butterfly Radio, you're a dick. But if you do and you want to go to it, let me know in your private message to me. Talk to me about this. And this is what I want to know. My son, I think I'm gonna, but then it's like, do I just kind of never mention it and just let him know and teach him that that's not the right thing to do and ignore the fact that I did it or tell him that I did it and I have regrets about it now? What's the better move? Because it was a real shitty feeling to be just hanging out driving and then all of a sudden you just think of something you're like, wow, yeah, remember that time, remember that time in my life? Oh, I did that. Oh my God, I did that. And then you just, it just goes from like a good mood to, I can't believe that shit. And, um, I wish I could go back and I can't go back. So only thing I could do is just be better now. So, and it was like a, a growing process. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is if you did something like that or you feel like that, um, I guess it's just it's normal and, and it's just something that you don't want to look back on because one thing that I've talked to people close to me about and even very recently because I have some people in my life that had like like happens with all of us you have hard things happen in life we've everybody listening to this right now has had something happen in their life that they wish didn't happen whether it comes from a, another family member whether it comes from some sort of abuse whether it was physical mental um any kind of just 
horrible thing that a young person should never have to deal with or go through. Unfortunately, we have that. And the best thing to say, not to try to be a therapist on this fucking show, you know, but the the best thing to say is, and I actually heard this from Mike Ditka, if that's not funny enough, but he said something once on a show and it stuck with me and it's so true. And he said, if you live in the past, you die in the past. And it's really sad to see somebody that had something happen to them a while ago, but they just can't let go and it ruins everything now, whether it's drugs or they, they it's their attitude, they just can't. And, you know, I've had things happen with me and I just look at it where I say to myself, what tomorrow's happening. You know what I mean? Like tomorrow's coming no matter what the fuck. And those people are going to go on with their day and I'll be damned if I'm not going to go on with mine and moving forward and shit. So I don't want to dwell on bad things that I've done before. And I don't want you guys to either. I'm not trying to do that. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, we make mistakes. Yeah, we do stupid shit. Lord knows I have, and I know you probably have too, but just know that if you know it's wrong, you, you, you wish it didn't happen, you, you regret it, and, you know, I don't know what anybody's religious belief is, but you want some forgiveness from somewhere, whatever your religious belief is, even if you don't believe in any religion, just, you just wish that, like, the, whatever, the powers that be, somewhere, something, some higher power or something is just like, man, I know that that was wrong and I'll never do that. I'm going to teach something different. And then just moving on. Like, I guess that's the only way to do it. That's the way you have to do it. Don't let shit like that get you down, man. And I'm not trying to be all like, make you feel like, I'm not trying to be, you know, the one to, I know I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here. I know I'm not changing anybody's life, but if, you know, if you are listening to this and if you are a fan of mine and if there are things that have gotten you down, um, just know that, you know, it's okay, man. It's okay. Just move on to the next day. Don't live in the past and just keep going. Cause you know, there's a lot of things that haunted me for a long time, like my OCD and my thoughts. And I would always do something good. This is real deep right now. So, uh, I'll get, I'll try to, <laughs> I try to get back to the comedy. I will. Cause you know, I don't know why. Because I'm a guy, because I'm a professional, that's why. Because I'm a damn professional. This is the Versi Effect Podcast Show, episode number 97. Um, but, you know, here was my problem, and it was something that I, I worked on, okay? It was, anytime something good would happen, this is going to hit home with some of you, because if it doesn't, then I'm really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this if I'm the only one going through this, man, then then uh I don't know how I'm going to feel about tomorrow coming. No, but my problem was and I don't it was my OCD or my my just I guess you know since I'm so, I was so vulnerable or you know to to the to screwed up thoughts and everything like that because of, you know, my disease and and everything I was going through. Anytime something good would happen to me, and this is probably why I'm a comic, but there would always have to be a yeah, but. Like, yeah, but I had that horrible thought. So even though this thing is, even though like this great thing is happening right now, 
you know, yeah, but, and it got bad, you know, it got to the point, I remember sometimes I'd be in a restaurant, I would get a great meal, and I'd be really excited to eat the meal, and right as the meal came, I'd be like, yeah, but you fucking did that, or you thought of that, so like, and it was almost like this fucking demon coming out, go, you ain't gonna enjoy that meal without thinking of this, you know, and it was really fucked up, and if I could be really honest, you know, it would happen sometimes with shows or comedy where I would do something and I would do something great on stage and it would be amazing. And, you know, people that care about me would be like, don't do it. Don't think of anything bad. You just did something really special. And I would go, yeah, you know, and I would think, yeah, but I thought about that. Is that normal? Like, is that holding me back or something like that? And it would feel really bad, man. And and then all, and then I just said, you know what? I grew up from it or I, I went through it so much that I was like, fuck this, man. I ain't doing this anymore. I'm not doing it to myself anymore. So I decided that I'm going to live life. I'm going to put the bad shit behind me. Going to have good days, going to have bad days like everybody, you know, knows. I mean, that's the corny cliche thing to say, but that's what it is. We all have it. I've said it before on this show many times, man. We're all insecure little bitches sometimes. The toughest motherfucker listening to this right now, okay? And, and you know, I consider myself really tough in certain areas. And I also consider myself really insecure in other areas. But it, it has gone through some shit or felt like this. And I guess the message that I'm trying to make... And I didn't even have plans to get into this on this podcast, to be honest. I really didn't. I didn't want to sit here and, and talk about shit like this on the podcast um, today. Because, you know, I was... Uh, just thinking, and as I was talking, and one thing I wanted to talk about on the podcast today was, you know, just things that you did in the past, and then you're going back, and you're thinking about, like, man, like, things could come back and make you feel bad about something good. Don't let that happen. So the message about this whole little piece here that I was just talking about was, don't, whatever happened, happened. Whatever happened with your fucking drugs, or whatever happened with your family, or whatever, you're not a piece of shit. You're a human being. You went through something. You move on from it. You get better from it. Use it as a positive if that's possible. Talk to other people that go through it. You know what I mean? So I was, you know, so going back to the start of this thing, I, yeah, I was thinking about things that I did and it made me sad and it made me realize that I would never want my kids to do it and I'd be heartbroken if they did. And I just don't know when or if to tell my son or if I should just teach him against it. Or, you know, is there something he's got to go through? Well, not that shit, though. Not breaking into cars. Not doing stupid shit like that. And I think, you know, people will say, well, you know, you had it rough and you had things that happened rough between your family and your mother and father. And that's the and it's like, I get that. But why would you break into a fucking car? And why would you why would you do that? Like I drank and I acted out sometimes and I did stuff like that. But doing like criminal shit or shit. And again, I don't want you guys thinking I was breaking into cars on a regular basis, stealing shit. But we would just like look through cars and like, you know, one time we got a jacket out of one. And like, you know, I we I fucking we would sell shit to friends like I sold a jacket to it. And it was really it, it just fucking made me sick to think about, so, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is you move on, you don't do it, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna tell my son, but I'll tell you this shit, my son, my son does some stupid shit like that, it's gonna be an ugly day for him, um, okay, back to the funny, everybody, um, uh, I don't know how I'm gonna do that, 
But fuck you. That should have made you feel good, man. Feel better about yourself. Fuck these people who make you feel bad about yourself. Fuck them. The guy at your job, fuck him. Makes you feel bad. Makes him makes you feel like he's better than you. Fuck that asshole. Seriously. Some girl you like that she doesn't give you the time of day and she thinks that this and that and you don't have the nice car. Fuck her too. Stupid bitch will be alone the rest of her life. Materialistic f- bitch. Seriously. Everybody, get out the cancer, man. Cut it out. Fuck out of here. Right? Some chick, I just don't understand, man. She doesn't like me. I, I'm nice to her. Stop being nice to her. Maybe that's why she doesn't like you. She's a dumb bitch who deserves to be treated bad. How about that? Your boss who thinks he's cooler than you because he goes fucking, I don't know. He goes, <laughs> I don't know why my brain just went to say why. Because he goes camping and goes skeet shooting. I don't know. <laughs> that would actually be worse for him. I don't know why my brain went there just now. But, you know, don't feel bad about yourself regardless. Move forward, people. Move forward. Jesus, sound like a Barack Obama campaign. I hate the government. Anyway. All right, we're going to move on now. So no movies, guys. No movies. And uh, don't worry about the stupid shit you did in the past. Well, well, actually, let me go back to that. If you raped somebody, don't take this podcast as like, yeah, you know, he's right. You know, like you need to get help and you need to be in jail. You need to turn yourself in. And the only way you're going to move forward is if you turn yourself in and you pay your time to society. I'm not talking about that. Like if you're a real, (laughs) I should have clarified that. See, boom, right back to the funny. Damn professional. Versi Effect podcast show episode 97. That's what I'm doing here. Okay, if you like just, if you know, if you're jerking off to cats and shit, like you need to, you need, like you should go to the doctor. Like that's fucking weird. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the stupid shit like drinking and acting out and like, you know, if you did, if you acted out and you did some things that could have got you in trouble with the law, but like that, you know what I mean? Like petty shit I'm talking about. Like if you're a fucking, you know, if you did something really, really horrible, you know, I'm not saying that you can't move forward, but you just, you have to do some things in order. You can't just be like, yeah, you know what? That's right. You can't (laughs) live in the past. You die in the past. You know, those seven rapes didn't matter. Okay. It was in, that was in 98. Can't do that. But I don't think I have any rapist listeners. I don't think that that's who is attracted to my, uh, my show here. All right, guys. I don't know about you. But I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of all the Super Bowl coverage. There's only two teams playing. There's only two coaches. There's only two quarterbacks. Can we stop with the can we stop breaking down one game for two weeks? <laughs> it's I it's you know, they think about it. The rest of the season it's just yeah, I think this will happen, this will happen. All right, moving on. Who's gonna win? Buffalo or so and so. All right, yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens with their secondary. How about the gen now it's just and I get it, it's the biggest game in the world. It's the biggest game of the year. I understand all that, but they just do the same stuff. They say the same thing. I really think Flacco's gonna you know, if he's he's got the confidence. Air. It I think that they were actually, yeah, they were breaking somebody sent me something. 
somebody tweeted me that they broke down the stats of the coaches' conference, who talked longer, who smiled. It's just silly. I think the 49ers are going to win the game. I think the two-week layoff hurts Baltimore because Baltimore was on a sick run. Now, again, the Giants were two, and they won, so who knows? Some people think it's a dynasty run. I think the 49ers win the game by seven, like I said. That's it. You see what happens, and if not, that's it. I'll tell you what I'm not doing, though. Drinking. That's right. Cut back to drinking. I tried to go 30 days. I had um, a big showcase in front of a big comedy network, so when I was done it, I had a great set, and I was like, all right, man, I'm going to get a whiskey here and just chill out. So I had a couple of whiskeys. I had a couple of whiskeys. After that, though, did not drink. Worked all night in the club. Could have drank for free last night. Did not. Um, not drinking for this. I almost said I don't think I'm going to drink for the Super Bowl. I'm not drinking for the Super Bowl. And I am cut no desserts. I've I've been jonesing for gummy bears. I haven't done it. By the way, thank you who told me about the uh, sugar-free jelly bellies. I appreciate that. And I'm going to work on that because that's what I, I need, some kind of some kind of chewy candy that's not going to make me look like I just swallowed a rhino. But I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to be good for the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have some wings, everybody. you got to have wings. I love spice. I'm going to have some hot wings for the Super Bowl. Some sort of spicy chicken, whether there's bones or not, that's what I have to do. Okay? I will be at the stand tomorrow. As long as there's enough people there, me and comedian Gino Bisconti are going to do some live commentary during the Super Bowl. We're going to do like a little, not like a stand-up show, maybe even like a stand-up show quick, just talk to the crowd a little bit at halftime because nobody wants to see Beyonce. We're going to have it on the big screen down there, so... If you're in New York City and you want to do something different, you really don't have too much vested in this, you want to come down and have a good time, listen to a couple of comedians, bullshit and stuff at a, at a great club in New York, we're going to be doing that. And there's going to be wings there, and it's going to be catered, and knowing the stand, it's going to be ridiculous. But guess what this guy's not going to be doing? Shoving beers into his neck. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just, you know, sit down and, and enjoy the game and... Eat three dozen, <laughs> eat three dozen wings, and drink a lot of cold water, and I'm gonna feel bloated and like a nasty piece of shit tomorrow night. But I would feel worse if I drank like seven beers, you know, eight. I'm trying to cut back on the cheese. Cheese is how good is cheese? Is cheese not the best? Cheese is the best. I don't understand. I know people that pull the cheese off their pizza. I don't get it. I, I get it from a little kid, but I don't get it from an adult. You can't do it. Cheese is, cheese is epic. Okay, unacceptable for the week, everybody. Unacceptable for the week is, I don't know if you guys saw, but unacceptable for the week is um, professional comedians not being paid. And it does happen. And comedians are so used to doing things for nothing. We're so used to just wanting stage time, that we get trained ourselves. We almost brainwash ourselves into thinking we love stage time and we want to get better so good, so much, and get so good that we forget. You know, And there have been times. I think Big J Okerson said something where sometimes he does a show and he doesn't even know what he's getting paid. That happens to me all the time. My wife, uh, sometimes even to this day, I'm like, yeah, I'm going down to do the show. My wife's like, what are you getting paid? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's either this or that. And I know like it's within... You know, within like a certain amount of money, but I never like, I, you know, you just are so used to it. And 
There was a war going on. There is a war kind of going on. I shouldn't say a war, but a dispute, a discussion, an argument between the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, UCB, and comedians here in New York because they apparently they do a Friday night stand-up show, and it's packed out, and the comedians don't get paid. So some comedians are like, oh, they should get paid. You know, people saying the comedians get treated like shit, and they don't get paid, and there's a big war or a big discussion again. And look, if you're a professional... You've been on national television. You've been doing this for X number of years. You should be paid for what you do. And anybody who tries to get you on their show and doesn't, it's unacceptable. Period. In anything you do. Anything. If you're a fucking juggler and you've been juggling for 10 years and they're like, yeah, dude, come to this Friday night juggle battle. I'll put you on. You should get something for it. If you're a singer, you should get something for it. If you're a pro, if you've been doing this for a while, you should get something for it. And one, I wrote a big post on Facebook, so I'm sure some of you guys saw it. I don't know if some of you guys did. but And I put it to comedians, but anybody, say no. If you're sitting there in some small market like Milwaukee, and you're a stand-up in Milwaukee right now, okay? And there's a show on, and it gets packed out, and you're young and new, and you need stage time. I get that. That's different. You got to get better. You got to get up. But if you've been doing this for a long fucking time, Okay, and people know your skills and know what you could do and you've been on television and you, you, you're, you're known and, and stuff like that and these people don't want to pay you, just say no. It's, it's, again, it's what I said before, man. People want to treat you bad and hold you back. Fuck them. Get them out and go to the booker that understands it. And there are sometimes, I'll, I'll say this. This has happened. People were saying that they they do drinking games about when I say certain things or when I say, um, somebody said when I say that I hate Jersey, they should drink. So I hate Jersey, do a shot. I hate Jersey, that's two shots. Um, and one thing I always say is when I say, I'll say this. So you guys should do a drinking game. Every time I say, I'll say this, you should, you should like get some beers when you listen to this. But I will say that there was a show that I did, and they were kind enough and nice enough to, um, I'll, I'll, I'll mention the place, it's the Creek in the Cave, it's the Creek in the Cave in uh, Long Island City, uh, Rebecca Trent's place, and I went there, and uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was weather or whatever, but the show got canceled, and Rebecca was kind enough and understands enough to give comedians not only pay for them coming out, even on a weekday, not only pay, but she'll give them dinner. It's a it's an amazing gesture. It's how it should be. It's somebody who gets it. It's just, you know, the way that it should be. And, and I really appreciate it. And you know what? It was a slow night and, um, you know, the place wasn't making money. And I was so thankful for the gesture that I said, look, I don't need the money and I don't want the dinner. I don't. And I, I just didn't want, but it was like, it was, it was because she's doing the right thing. She gets it. She's doing the right thing for comedians. She understands the business. She understands that people are traveling and they're putting their art form on her stage. She gets it. There are other places, you know, that do too. They'll give you, you know, money's not great. You know, you get a spot money, whatever. You get a little bit of pocket change. It's not about that. 
It's about understanding that people have gas, tolls, uh, gas and tolls and food or whatever, all that stuff that they need. That's what it's about. And um, I think that not doing so is just really shitty. It's taking advantage of the entertainer. Especially, especially when you're charging. See, that's the, that's, the, that's the key ingredient to this whole thing. You're charging at the door. So if they're charging at the door and they're making money and their people are buying drinks and they don't want to pay you, fuck them. Unacceptable. Okay, guys, that was the show. Wow, that seemed like it went really fast. We're at 50-something minutes. I think this one was a good one, huh? I think so. All right. Plugs for the week. Tonight, I'm actually posting this now, so you have about four hours to get there, but I'm going to post this right now. Uh, I will be headlining Knuckleheads Comedy Club in Tom's River, New Jersey. Oh, by the way, thanks to anybody that listens to this that was at the stand last night. I hosted both shows at the stand, the 8 and the 10. Amazing lineups, awesome time. If you were there, that's awesome. This week, I mean today, I will be at Knuckleheads in Tom's River. Next week, I'll be doing a bunch of shows at the stand. Stand Up New York. I have uh, Wise Guys Comedy Club coming up in Syracuse on the 14th to the 17th. But go to the um, my updated website, paulverzi.com. That's Paul, V-I-R-Z-I.com. You can see all upcoming dates. I also have other dates coming out where I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to be opening for Bill Burr um, in a couple of cities near you, Atlanta. Maybe Minnesota, don't know, but that might be happening. I'll let you guys know. We're working on all that stuff due to scheduling. And I will be also headlining... Uh, well, I have some other other gigs that I'm going to be coming up that be coming up or that I'll be headlining and stuff. So just look at the new website and you could see that. Please follow me at Paul Verzi on Twitter. Please download Butterfly Radio app. Send me a message. I will get back to you with a personal message to you immediately. I can do it from my phone. It is on my phone now. Also, go to ButterflyRadio.com. And register to get your own show. They're a great sponsor. It's a great service. And like I said, they've added a ton of podcasts on there. So you could do that as well. And I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, oh, by the way, if you have access, if you have uh, DirecTV, The Dish, or any of those networks that have access TV, please follow that show, Gotham Comedy Live. It's doing very well. They just had their third episode. It's getting great reviews, and people are watching it. And if you want to watch my episode again, if you have access, you can just get access on demand, and you could watch uh, you could watch my episode and all the other episodes, but it's great stand-up. It's um, a, ho- a great host with a four-comic lineup. It's an hour show, and it's shot live, live, like Saturday Night Live, live. So um, thank you for uh, – there's a lot of people talking that they saw it. I appreciate it, but watch it uh, Watch it again or watch anybody else again on Access TV On Demand. You can do that as well. Okay? I feel like I'm forgetting something here, but I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I don't know if – No, I think that's it. So anyway, that's it, guys. This has been episode 97. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, that's it. Enjoy everybody. Enjoy everything. In the words of Coach Mike Ditka, you live in the past, you die in the past. Move forward. Don't worry about it. Keep going. That's it.
Don't pull your dick out in a hospital. You'll get arrested. And don't hit your kids. Use your mind. All right, everybody. Now I'm rambling. Thanks for everything. I'm out until episode 97. Take care.